This episode is brought to you by Kimpton Anglers Hotel South Beach, Miami's sophisticated chic retreat at the center of it all. With stylish accommodations ranging from airy studios and lofts to spacious spa villas and poolside bungalows. Together with the hotel's rooftop pool and sun deck, second adult pool, lush gardens, and inspired restaurant and cocktail lounge, guests enjoy an unmatched sanctuary-like experience in the heart of South Beach. For more info or to book your next stay, visit www.anglershotelmiami.com and follow them at Anglers Hotel on Instagram or Anglers Hotel Miami on Facebook. Girls Gone Boss is the driven women's guide to love, life, and business. Hosted by the boss ladies Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Girls Gone Boss. I'm Alex. I'm Gabby. And we're back. We're so back. We're at the Angler's Hotel once again. This beautiful what? hotel that I'm obsessed with. I'm so obsessed too. I don't know if you guys saw the, the Instagram story, but I posted a picture of the, the crystal chandelier that I'm obsessed with. And now I have to find it and buy it for my house. No, it's gorgeous. I mean, every nook in this hotel is full of detail, has amazing decor. I think this is the perfect staycation, even for people that live here in Miami. I would totally come and stay here for a long weekend. Perfect getaway. I have done that already. And it's so good. The rooms are the just the right size. I mean, it's a boutique hotel. Yeah. And the best part of it is that the service everyone's so nice so ready to help you so i just love it such a cool vibe too such a cool vibe vibe. so it's perfect location really close to the beach Mm -hmm. so you can just like go to the beach come back down have grab happy hour i think they have happy hour every day so it's just the perfect place so we thank the anglers for hosting us um this is just really Totally Girls Gone Boss. Yeah, approved. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Speaking of, staycations are a perfect way to do a lot of self-care. If you want to get away, but you just don't have the time to go away, you can stay at a really cute hotel, aka mm-hmm. The Anglers, and just kind of do your thing, disconnect, maybe put your phone away. I mean, aside from that, there are other things that we always try to strive for as far as self-care. We know how important it is. I know that you do a lot of reading. I do, but I just recently got into that. I mean, I've always really enjoyed reading, but over the past few years, I had given it up just because how busy I was. I really didn't have too much time to read, except when I was traveling. I would always take a book with me when I would travel. I would go and buy it at the airport. But now I got a library card, which I'm I, I'm in love with. I, I can't believe that something so accessible was right around the corner from my house and I wasn't using it at all. And I, I'm reading at least four to five books a month. So I'm going through them pretty quickly. Wow. Right now I'm reading like something a little bit gossipy is Ladies Who Punch, which is like the the view. It's about the view with Barbara Walters and like Whoopi and So it's based on reality. It's based on exactly. It's like a But is it fiction based on reality? No, it's not fiction. It's how it all got started. It's how the view came about and then how it's evolved over the years and there are different hosts and some of them very problematic and some of them wonderful. So like it's really juicy and I'm obsessed with it. But besides that I'm also reading. Or but how is that connected to self-care? Because you are able to like disconnect. Oh, yeah. And just kind of totally. like focus 
And I mean, reading has never been a bad thing to do. But it's a me time. That's that's the way that I see it. That's how we describe self-care. Exactly. Because it doesn't necessarily have to be something in particular. It's anything that brings joy to you. You know, I mean, at least that's the way that I that I manifest it. So to me, it's reading is definitely one of them. I I sit with my coffee in the morning um, after breakfast and I just drink my coffee and I read a few chapters. And to me, that's enough to kind of get me going for the day. And it kind of stimulates my brain. Yes. And I think it also opens up your mind. Yeah. There's, it opens up like conversation topics with people. Yeah. I mean, I think reading is so fundamental and I need to do a lot more of it. I do more of the audiobooks because of my, um, you know, lifestyle, I guess. But I think it's important to have that hard copy mm-hmm. because I don't know. It also tells you like, okay, now it's time for you to get on the couch, relax. Because otherwise you would do the audiobooks. You can be driving, you could be multitasking, folding laundry. Mm-hmm. So it's not really like a place where it's just like focused. Right. Exactly. So I think I may want to practice some of that. Yeah. And you can start, you reading. can start small. I mean, you don't have to. I was read an avid reader. Books. I just have not been able to really hone down on that practice in the morning. And I think it's so important, whether it be journaling, whether it be meditating, whether it be connecting, maybe like how I said, you read, um, um, for Bible reading, yeah. whatever it is that is going to connect you to the bigger purpose. Right. But I keep you grounded. But I understand important. though. I understand why you don't have the time. I didn't have the time when I had my job. So that's no, when but, I, but I, I went to podcasts. To, oh, you know what I heard about? What? The 5 a.m. club. There's I've never like heard a, of it. Even like Khloe Kardashian is doing it. And there's a, I think there's a, a, um, a handle or an account. Mm-hmm. It's called 5 a.m. something. I don't know what it's called, but basically it's that they encourage people to wake up at 5 a.m. because those two hours that you have from five to seven, you can be so productive. You can work on, you know, the project that you're doing on the side. You can go work out. You can journal. You can Mm -hmm. read. You can meditate and then start your day. But, you know, honestly, I'm not a morning person, but I think that's so important and so awesome. I'm like, damn, can I at least wake up at 530? So that's going to be my goal. I like that. Um, I've naturally been waking up around four o'clock in the morning because it's my internal alarm has just been going off, which is so weird because before I was never able, I, I would struggle to wake up to go to work. Now it's automatically, I'm up at four o'clock in the morning and that's when I take advantage and I send all my, I don't know if you noticed, my emails are always like four o'clock in the morning. I'm so productive. The house is quiet. There's no one around. I water my plants first because I just, it pains me not to water them. So that's the first thing I do in the morning is water my plants. And then I do emails and then I'll, when Ryan wakes up, I'll make breakfast and then I start reading. Yeah. So I think I have to carve out that time in the morning to end up doing the things that are important to me, which is also going to the gym. I haven't gone to the gym. It's been such a hectic but you haven't Last been here. Right. Yeah. But I have to stick to it. Even when I'm traveling, I try my best and bring my workout clothes. But sometimes it doesn't really lend itself right. for me to be at the gym. So I think I'm going to start onto something. But that means also going to sleep early. That's part of self-care. Yeah. There's a lot of other things that we can do for self-care. Um, honestly, there's some. sometimes you just have to say no to invites, no to going out. You just got to go in there, maybe do something that you really love with your hands, handcrafts, 
artsy stuff. Get to that vision board you haven't gotten to yet. Um, Journaling, I think, is so powerful, especially all the things that we keep talking about in every episode about manifesting. And manifesting is is really like writing it down. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, and my friends for my birthday ended up up giving me a journal. Okay, good. Um, I think that's important. Have you noticed how the one thing that all of our guests have in common is that they're all into manifestation? Isn't that interesting? I mean, they're onto something. They are. And I want to know what it is and how to do it right. I mean, I feel like we're onto it too. We've manifested a lot of things in our Mm -hmm. lives. But I want to get into the purpose manifestation. Like on purpose manifestation. Like, hey, I want this and we're going to go for that. And that's what's going to happen. I think we've manifested it kind of like because, yes, we've said it. But it's not like we've kind of been purposeful in it. You know what I mean? I do. I do. I understand what you're saying. But these people are purposeful in it. Like, yeah. hey, I'm going to manifest my next husband or I'm going to manifest my next job. And then they write it all down, let it go. And then it's it the shows same thing up. As, it's the same thing as doing resolutions. Instead of resolutions, let's manifest. It's the same thing. So we need so to we get to So we've got to change that. that. Right. Change that mindset. That's the only thing. Yes. So okay. we're going to do that. And I think it all starts with self. And so that's why it's important to create those self-care habits. Um, and hey, I'm a work in progress. I haven't gotten it down packed just yet but I think I have a plan okay so let's do this I'm gonna give you homework. give me accountability yeah you yes. have homework so for the next episode that we record since it's gonna hold you accountable because we're gonna talk about it yeah. on the air okay? yeah and I do not lie guys yeah she really doesn't <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna do that we're gonna talk about okay, it in the next so episode next episode I'm gonna tell you how it's going exactly and if you guys want to join us jump on so this wagon I don't, I don't think I'm gonna jump on the 5 a.m club but I could okay. definitely do 5 30 hey, baby steps okay Perfect. One little, one little change. Yes. One little adjust. Let's do it. Yeah. Perfect. So yes. So we were definitely going to be accountable to that. So thank you, Alex. No problem. We'll start working on it and yes. we'll report back soon. So now let's get into our next guest. Joanna is currently the co-host and reporter for Six in the Mix, the daily lifestyle show on NBC6 South Florida airing on weekdays. She joined NBC6 in 2014 as a regular contributor to Six in the Mix and NBC6 News. Prior to this, Gomez spent over five years as a reporter for WPLG Local 10, South Florida's ABC affiliate network, and covered a wide variety of stories at the station. Joanna also had the privilege of working with Fox Sports Sun as a silent reporter for two seasons and contributed during the Miami Heat's 2012 and 2013 championship seasons, where she won a Suncoast Emmy for the Life Heat Championship Celebration coverage. In 2008, she also worked as an in-game entertainment host for the Florida Marlins baseball team. Joanna hails from New York City and born to Dominican parents. She is a graduate from Florida International University, where she obtained her bachelor's in mass communication from the School of Journalism. Welcome, Joanna. Thank you, ladies. We're so excited to have you. I've been trying to get you on for a long time. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. And you guys, it's my first podcast, so thank you. (laughs) Well, we always love to pop a first podcast cherry. Podcast cherry, there we go. Just got popped. Popped. That was a good pop. (laughs) I can't do that. (laughs) So how wonderful is the Angler's Hotel, right? It's so cute. Okay, so I am a Miami Beach resident and I drive right in front of this hotel all the time. I'm most curious. It is gorgeous. It's like a little hidden gem. Now I need like to do a staycation here. Just about how amazing it is. It is. I love like the energy in this place. It is. It smells amazing. Once you walk in, it's like super like... Smells are important. Super important. (laughs) Smells are very important. Smells are important. So start by telling us how you got to Miami. 
because you're originally from New York. Yeah, so I'm originally from New York, uh, Washington Heights. My parents are Dominican. So I'm first generation in my family born. Um, and my mom decided when I was uh, 14 that she just needed to leave the hood, as they say. <laughs> and she moved to another hood. <laughs> so uh, and I've been living in Miami since. So I've been here for over 20 years now. Yeah. Nice. You're and Miamian. Was, yeah. Yeah, now, now I'm, yeah. yeah. But so I still have New York in me. You know, it's yeah. in my blood, in my DNA. Yeah. How old were you when you, while you were living in New York? Obviously, so when, so what, so what? So I, I, so I lived in New York when I was 14. I moved here at that point and I'm 40 now. So, Which yeah. she looks fantastic. Uh, thanks. Um, I'm 40. So I've been here for, yeah, 20 plus years. So I've been here for a long time. Okay, great. And then you always knew back then that you wanted to do... On camera stuff? Or? You know what? No, I didn't know. I wasn't one of those, you know, women and humans that just knew what they wanted to do off the bat. Um, I knew that I could not be in an office. I knew that that wasn't my setting. I knew that I wanted to do something creative. Um, and that's it. That's pretty much how it started. Uh, I used to cheer for the Miami Dolphins. And they gave me a microphone one time to do like a stand-up and to say something. And I did surprisingly good I like I did it very well um I probably sounded like this you know so I was uh 20 21 um but I did it well and I felt comfortable and I was like you know what I really like this and at that point I was at Miami-Dade College and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and I was majoring in psychology because I was like I love kids I love you know working and maybe helping kids and then I was like yeah no scratch that I'm not doing that um and then I majored in broadcast journalism so I said I'm gonna try I'm gonna give this a try and I did. And so it worked you, out. Did you switch your major? I did. Well, at that point, I was still okay. in my... I was early on, so I wasn't doing anything. I was still, like, a freshman in college. Right. So I figured that one out. But thankfully, right that, away. like, the calling came to you? Like, it knocked on the door for you? Yeah. You know what? I just wanted to see if I was good at it. And I wanted to... Peek. I mean, I honestly did not know what I wanted to really do. Um, so I said, well, let me give this a try and see. And I fell in love with it. Um, I fell in love with telling a story. I fell in love with... You know, I really enjoy being on camera. It's great. But I really do love writing and telling a story. Um, and that's great. Um, I do love sharing stories. That's beautiful. Can yeah. you tell our listeners what is a day for you like telling stories? Um, you get to the station. I get So I get to the station around 8-ish. Um, and we have to put in the stories that are trending, that people are talking about, you know, all the top news. Um, so put that in. I, what do you mean by put oh, that in? Put it. In, I, yeah, let me be a little descriptive, mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, put it in our rundown. So when you work on TV, what you work out is on a rundown. Um, and pretty much your, your EP, which is your executive producer, you know, sets it up for you. And they put like top stories. Like what's the first story, second, third, fourth, fifth, what package you're going to go to, first, first break, second, third, fourth. And it keeps going. So we have a 30, it's a half hour show. So it's about 22 minutes is really what it boils down to with the break, sometimes a little longer, depending what we have. And we have to just add in all our stories, whatever we have. And we obviously have guests that come in. So we know ahead of time who's coming in and all that. But the first block, which is the first part of the show, we don't know what we are going to do until we get there that morning and we see what's happening or what's happened the night before, the day before, what happened. Um, so then we have to put all those in. So an example, if, it's Selena Gomez, you know, just type in Selena Gomez, find where, what's the source of where we're getting our information from, whether it's AP, another source, right? And then we, once we stack our show, then you have to write the show. So a lot of people think that a majority of some talent don't write. 
uh, but we actually do write. And I, and I write and I produce as well. So once I get out of hair and makeup, I go to hair and makeup. When I come out, then we have to jump into the show and got to get that it ready. so exciting. Um, it is. You know what? It's, it's, it's go, I look go, at a go. clock. I look at a clock all the time and it's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> right. It's a live, right? Yeah, it's a live show. Oh so you, you have a deadline. Um, there's an adrenaline with the clock. I'm always trying to beat the clock, you know. Um, you've got to be ready to go. So we our show's at 11.30, but the newscast starts at 11. And we have to do a hit, which a hit, it's called, like, you have to go on air a hit. You have to have a hit. Like we to tease a, it, right? Yeah, to okay. tease the show. Around 11.20, you have to write that as well. So pretty much at 11, you've got to be ready to go because you've got to add video to it. Your editor's got to edit everything. You've got to make sure that there's supers and, you know, all the words, everything that you see, we've got to make supers all that happen. Supers is all the graphics? All the graphics on the right. bottoms that you see. I yeah. worked in news, so yeah, I'm so like, oh, that, that, sounds, that sounds What time familiar. do you wake up? Because <laughs> you know what? It's a, yeah, you're doing it at 11 o'clock in the morning. Right. So it depends. It depends the day and what, um, like if I get a workout. Mm-hmm. If I work out, I wake up at 5.30. If not, then I wake up at 6.00. Okay. Six-ish, yeah. So by the time that you get to work and 11 o'clock, it's only probably like two, three hours. So you're really going go, go, go yeah, the whole time. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, there's no time to like sit and chill and hang out. It's go, go, go. Like get there, do what you got to do. Get ready, go on air, get dressed, go. Life. A lot of people don't know though that you guys really do write your own stories. Yeah. They think that other people write it for oh, you. And you just read it out loud, I, but it's not like that. Yeah. And people think that they give you questions too. Like if I'm interviewing you... I'm not good. They don't. My producer doesn't go, ask her all these questions. No, they don't. They're like, vaya con Dios. It's your job. <laughs> right. It has to go be ahead, organic Luke. too because you don't know where the conversation's going. Well, yeah. Well, we, yeah, right. And that's your job. But that's a good kind of steer it. Steer right. It. Right. Exactly. Steer it. You got to steer. You got to know what it is and what they're coming on the and show the for. And you have with them. And I only, and unfortunately, the, the podcast space is just amazing because you could really talk to somebody for an unlimited amount of time and, and really feel like you're and just you can't edit. Having, yeah. But you're having an organic conversation as well. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, but we don't, unfortunately, sometimes we get two minutes, two thirty, three minutes with someone. It depends. And sometimes you get people that, they are so great right before and then you're live and they're like, yes. You know, I need a little bit more than yes. <laughs> it is like live TV. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. That's my, yeah. No, no, no. We need you to elaborate a little bit Isn't more. Isn't that awkward I, when I that happens? I can't answer for you. I can only ask, ask you the right questions. But what I love yeah. is that you started off first like in hard news. Then you went to sports, right? So actually I started off, I my first job was I started working for Mundos. I don't know if you remember oh, yes, Mundos. Of course, but back in the day. The Roof? Yeah, the, the Roof. roof. Yeah. So I worked, so it's the same network and I worked for the show called Fusion and it was a half hour entertainment news show and I was still in college and they, I somehow I stumbled onto an audition or someone sent it to me. They're like, they're auditioning, they need host. And I went and I, I auditioned. I, I read a prompter and they hired me as a reporter. I didn't get the hosting job. They hired me as a reporter. And then they hired another girl um, at the time that was Asian. It was a it was a Latin American station, but obviously open to everyone. And they they hired this great girl named Holly, she's an Asian girl, and it just didn't work out. Like not that it didn't work out, but it wasn't the vibe that they were looking for then. So they put me in on the show. They were like, well, let's grab her from the reporting and just stick around. And I, I did it for like three, three years, three, four years. That's oh. how I started doing a half hour entertainment show for Fusion. And then I did a 15 minute news update for them um, in the evenings. And that was great. 
And then all of a sudden, like sometimes happens in TV and sometimes in radio, stations flip, you know, and I got laid off. It was the first time I got laid off and I was devastated. I know. It's we like morning on death. Connect it is. That. It's so hard, you know, when you, no one really talks about that. And or, and perhaps everybody else that hasn't gone through it, like your first time that you lose, not just any job, not like when you've worked at Burger King or McDonald's, right. but like your first your career. career. Oh, we talk about it a lot here. There's a difference. <laughs> it happened to both of us. Yeah. yeah. It happened to her right now. Re- you're right. Recently. Oh, no. no. I am totally good right okay. now. <laughs> I've, I've crossed that step. That, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm good now. So I was devastated and I didn't know what I was going to do. And it was a good year and a half before I and I kept going to auditions and trying things. And I did little things here and there, but nothing. And I was like, am I going to have to move to LA? Am I going to have to move to New York? Heck, am I going to have to figure out something else that I want to do? But now I really am enjoying this. And this is what I, I know I want to do this. What can I do? There was no blogging back then. So it wasn't like, there wasn't even any Facebook in my space. And now I'm dating myself, but that's the reality. So it's, it's not like you could even... Market yourself, market yourself like, through your right. social media, right? Because there was no yeah. social media at that point, and you know, then I somehow I sent my reel to Channel Ten, which this is the way the mind works, and it's so scary. I used to, I I'm, I'm a Miami Beach resident, like I said, and I used to always drive down drive over 195 and I used to see the channel 10 station because it, they were on Biscayne okay and I used to be like I would never work there because they don't have an entertainment reporter and that's what I do entertainment I'm never gonna get a job there I tried a channel 7 I tried channel 6 but you know they hired someone else at that point which happens to be Roxy which is so funny the way things work because we're very good friends now and then I Channel 4, um, I interned as a sports reporter when I was in college, but they had no openings. They really, and they had Lisa Petrillo. She's amazing too that she's still there. there. Yeah. So I was like, I'm never going to work in South Florida. And one day I got a phone call from Channel 10 and they're like, well, we have a position, but it's a traffic reporter position. And I said, I've never done traffic and I am the worst. (laughs) I cannot tell you where Northeast is right now. Like I cannot tell you like... I was like, I have literally, I'm like, the, what do I do? Make a right at the McDonald's? Okay, right. I'm making a right at the yes. McDonald's and then a left to, you know, that that was me. And they're like, well, we'll train you. And I said, fine, train me. The way everything works, Jen Herrera at the time was a traffic reporter. She was pregnant and they needed somebody to fill in for her. And she trained me. Her and I hit it off. She was great. You know, she loved me. I loved her. And then I said, okay, I definitely have to do more than this. I have to somehow convince them that they need me to do news and entertainment. And they need something. Because this is this newscast is boring. There's no flavor on this newscast. And they kept me around doing traffic. They gave me a, like, uh, what was it, like a 30-day a job. Like, just to fill in for her, 60 days. And then after, like, a couple weeks, they gave me a news reporter trainee contract. And they're like, this is for a year so you can train and learn how to do news. And I said, well, and then he's like, so you can learn how to be on TV is what he said. I said, I know how to be on TV. Like, I know how to write. Like, I'm not just some cute little girl, you know? Like, I I mean, I was little, you know, younger and cute, but I'm like, I got this, you know? He's like, no, no, you're going to learn. And then, like, a month later, he, like, gave me a contract. He's like, fine, you know what you're doing. And I had to prove myself. But, but were you doing entertainment or no? You no, had to go I was do doing hard news. news. Yeah, okay. I was doing news. They were sending me out to do news. But then they would put me in, like, lighter feature news stories. And it started like that. And then I worked for WPLG for five and a half years. Wow. Yeah. 
My first gig was uh, WPLG. Really? Uh, it was an internship, but I did buy kids for kids. It's uh, now oh. I'm, in, I'm dating myself. That's a, that's a long time. That's a long time ago. High school. Yeah, that's yeah. a long time ago. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah, really, really I started cool. in hard news too, yeah. but I was obviously on production side, and yeah. I was doing the tape. Remember when the like, oh tape, yeah mm-hmm. tape operator? Oh my god, I, I honestly was the shit at it, but <laughs> I couldn't deal. I was right, like, right. I love lighter stuff, entertainment. It was just like, oh, I know that you probably saw some crazy stories out there. I did. I did. But you know what? I will say that covering news just gave me a different edge. You know, like it it gave me a different edge. I'm not the news person. So I remember working with Jen and when I would cover and with a lot of my reporter friends and they would tell me when I would cover news, they're like, yeah, you're good. You're good. And then when I would cover entertainment or cover something like they'd be like, yeah, but you shine when it comes to entertainment. They're like, your energy is like palpable. Like you have to do entertainment. I'm like, great. Tell everybody else that (laughs) because they're not giving me any entertainment stories. Uh, And, you know, and and traffic was great. I learned a lot doing traffic as well. I mean, I don't, I don't, don't knock any job. you, You could get around a little bit better now. Just a little, <laughs> just a little thing covered GPS. Just a little. I mean, people still laugh at me. They go, did you really do traffic? You did cover traffic in South Florida. And I'm like, I did, but whatever. <laughs> I'm like, it's been such a long time by now. But, you know, working also in front of, I, I did weather. I did traffic. I did sports working at WPLG. They gave me everything. And, and, I, and, I, was, and I accepted it. I was like, give me the challenge because I want to be able to learn from every single thing that I, I never, I never said no. Never. I think that's valuable. I said, yes, yes, yes. And I was that girl that would literally knock on my news director's door like all the time. Hi, can I help? Hi, can I do anything? Can I stay? Can I do this? Like this eager person. He was like, Jacob, because they call you by your first and you're, Jacob, you're always so enthusiastic. (laughs) He's like, you always want to do more. And I'm like, yep, give me more. Give me more. Never said no. So do you think that's key for how? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I have a lot of, you know, girls that young girls that come to me like, I want to do entertainment. I want to host a show like uh, like six in the mix. And I said, it is fantastic to do that and to want that. But I will tell you, go out there and do, cover news for a little bit. Go learn how to report on the bad things and then learn. You want to be well, well-rounded. Go do traffic. Don't knock it. Do, do weather. Do a little bit of everything. I'm not telling you to go get your meteorology degree, but your license, but go out there and like try it all. I mean, there's, you have nothing to lose if you try it. So along the way, what other obstacles did you find? Because so aside many. from like, you know, they weren't giving you the entertainment. They weren't. Look, there was a lot of times that I got no and and I so many times I, I had my review and they were like, you're fantastic, but we're going to keep you in this schedule, which was a horrible schedule. I worked, I woke up at 2 a.m. five days a week. Um, I worked weekends and then I was like, okay, you know, I kind of need to get a better schedule now. I've proved myself, you know, I've proven myself. Let's go. Nah, we're just not. I, I hit a lot of obstacles. I did. Um, but do you I think it had going. to do with being a woman or was it just? You know, I think it has to do. Yeah. I think being a woman, being Latina, being, I don't want to say that I'm loud, but being someone that obviously has a voice. Yeah, has a voice and I, I will walk into a room and I will demand attention. I, not that I look for it, but I just, that is just me. Um, and I, and you know what? I, I say this all the time. I, I, everybody's like, oh, pretty girls, pretty girls. I hate to be called pretty. It's like a, a thing. Like if you know me, you know, do not call me pretty. It, I think it devalues everything else that we are right. as women. And I think as if you're pretty, you also have to work double. And for me, I had to prove myself even more 
especially in this industry, just because, yeah, I know I'm pretty, but I'm more than that. That that doesn't make, that you, I didn't get this job because I was pretty. I got this job because I've worked so hard. And the things that I wasn't good at, I made myself good at. And I'm conscious of the things that I that I have to work on. And I, I'm always looking for, how can I make myself better? How can I make myself better? So I do think that I had to work double and I had a lot of obstacles and it had a lot to do with being a woman, being Latina too. So what do you think were some of the key things that you had to do in order to perhaps stand out and overcome them? And I know that, you know, you said that you took on the opportunities that they came, you researched whatever you needed to, you learned whatever you had to learn. But were there other things? I mean, I think you have to have thick skin too. Oh yeah. For this business. Oh, it's so, yeah. Yeah, you can't take things personal. You can't take it personal. You know what I always say, and it's hard. I always say to myself, it's like going to an ice cream store. Who's to say that chocolate isn't the best or vanilla? It's it's kind of bland for some people, but it's amazing if you really like vanilla or you know, sometimes you're not into all the flavors. That's not to say that those flavors aren't great. Someone loves that flavor. It's just you might not like it. And that's exactly what being on TV is. A lot of times I watch TV and I'm like, she's not that good or he's not that good. But I'm like, but someone liked that flavor of ice cream. Mm. And that's it. It's just a matter about who's the person that's in charge of the flavors in the ice cream store. And a lot of times I have not been the flavor because I think I... I think now a lot of people understand what a Latina is and who we are and what we're about and our energy. But I think back then it wasn't so, it was, I'm, I can be too much, right. really. <laughs> I could be too much. So That's what they tell us, huh? Because I yeah. feel the same way. I'm like, yeah, I'm loud. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. They tell us that we're, we're too much, right? I'm like, Whatever. Really? I'm not. But you're just I, not enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, honey, Thank you're you. just not enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I love that you keep authentic on yeah. camera. So how I do. Did, but were you always like that? Or yes. were you able to like, you had to grow into that? Because I think like when we're younger, we're kind of like scared and you know, what are they going to say? And mm-hmm. Well, I was always, I was always like that. Um, I've had news directors and people tell me like, you you use your hands too much. Um, you're, you're very loud. <laughs> you're like, you're, you're much. <laughs> In other words, you know, I'm not going to exactly say what they said, but those were you know, what they, those kind of were the things that they said. And um, when I did news, I know that I couldn't have a personality. And that's not saying that everyone, but it's not, you're telling a story. You know, when you're telling, when you're doing, having a news story, it is not for you to like, oh my God. And I think that, no, you are telling a story and I just need to give you the facts that you need. Move on. That's it. Um, That was it. And then with, with entertainment, I mean, the platform that I have, it allows me to be me. And I think, you know, I think as you get older, you just like, this is it, honey. This is what you get. This is what you get. This is it. Isn't it like Like, freeing as F? Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) This is it. I'm like, I am okay with everything about myself. It it is what it is. You know, if you don't like it, there's another flavor somewhere down. You go down (laughs) the uh, flavor line. Keep going down the flavor line, boo, because this is it. You know, this is it. But I think that's where you found, you know, your success and just being authentically who you are. Yeah. And there's only one Joanna. That's it. Like, there's only one of, you know, that's it. There's only, and I can only do the best of me. And And how fun that you, you know, you, I'm sure you've done great interviews with different celebs. Do you have any, like, funny, maybe awkward moments or anything that, like, kind of stands out from your career? 
Um, there's been awkward moments. Um, but not, I really haven't had it too many awkward or anything wild. Um, I kind of, I, I always try to favor the person that I'm interviewing. I'm, I don't want that person to kind of just, I'm not soft on them. I will give you the questions that you might not like. I did have a Taraji P. Henson moment Ooh. where she, you know, Taraji's, okay. yeah, she's, she's fantastic. She really is. Um, and she, she has an attitude. I mean, you, I'm she sure. does. She yeah. does. Um, and, and that's not to diss her and that I'm a fan, a total fan. So let me just be very honest with that. But I interviewed her and I asked her a question about one of the movies she was doing. And, and it was like what the critics were saying. And I had to ask her because you have to, it's, an, it's like everything in life. You have to have a balance. So I have to ask you the good. And sometimes I have to ask you the ugly. And if I'm watching at home, this reporter, Joanna, and she doesn't ask all the even questions, I'm going to diss her. I'm going to go, why are you just all sweet, 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 one-sided and not asking. It has to be a balance. So I, that's how I try to conduct all my interviews. There's good, there's, because like life, there's good and there's the ugly too. So you just got to get to it. So I asked her a question and she really did not like me asking her this question because I think everybody, it was like a junket and everyone was asking her all the fluffy ice cream sprinkles, you know, questions. And I I was like, no. I was like, let's talk about this. I was like, this is what they're saying. What do you have to say to them about this? This. She was like, meh, 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 meh. she didn't snap at me, but she was very stern. Like, mm, you know, like you can mm. tell. And then as I, I said, that was my final question. I left it for the last question. I did it on purpose because I didn't want to ruin Sorry. my other vibe yeah. for my other questions. And as I walked away, the camera was still rolling. She was like, oh, I was about to go off on her. <laughs> And I was like, you're still on camera. <laughs> I got you. I heard you saying that. So that was pretty, uh, that was, that was interesting. Uh, oh my God. She didn't say it to me. Do you ever get but, like, um, there are publicists that tell you like, don't, you cannot ask them yes. about all the time. What do you do when that happens? Because you already have basically your rundown and you already kind of did your research. Yeah. You have to flip it incredibly quickly then. Um, or do you not, li- is there any time that you're You just like, omit the question, no? Yeah, you just like omit the question, but. I haven't had a lot of that. There are times they're like, they really don't want to talk about whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I'll go ahead. Um, but but I will say like, you know, we're really not going to talk about the elephant in the room that we have to kind of, we're going to do it. But ha- just, are you okay, you know, with that? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. You know, we can't talk about it right now. I'm moving on. Who's your favorite person you've interviewed? Oof, that's a tough question. Um, I try not to get too hung up on, like when I interview them, I'm like, they are just like me. Right. And they're not your friends. <laughs> and they are not your friends. <laughs> they're not. No, they're not. And they're not my friends and I'm not going to go out hang out with them um, after. They're normal. and They feel everything that I do. So I try not to get too hung up on who's my favorite. I've had some really great ones and it's so sad because I always get asked and I'm like, I can't really remember. And then after I interview everybody, I'm like, oh, I liked her. Or I liked it, yeah. you know. Um, but there's an art form to interviewing. I mean, now that we do is. it ourselves, I mean, obviously we're not professional interviewers, but um, but it's an art, girl. It it's is. hard. Because yeah. you have to be thinking ahead of Absolutely. the question. And you have to be listen. present. Exactly. You have to listen. Yeah. Because, and it's happened. And if you ever watch people interviewing and journalists and hosts, sometimes you'll catch when people miss the follow-up question. And you're like, oh, you should have asked. I've done it. I was just mad at myself this week for missing a follow-up question because it was a couple people that I was interviewing and I got distracted and I just, just literally just, and I was, I went home and I literally beat myself mentally. And my husband was like, oh, stop. No one's going to notice. I, I would. 
and that I'm hard on myself. And he's like, just get over it. And I'm like, I know, but you know, uh-huh. but it happens. But it, it does. And, and it's and, and it's you know what? It's a learning lesson, and you learn from it, and you. We do. We learn kind of every day. You learn every day. And yeah. you have to like just listen. I mean, obviously there's questions that you have set up just because you want to have a, a flow of conversation. Right. But sometimes it, it lends itself to just be natural. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then maybe you kind of like segue into something that's like, yeah. damn, I didn't think about that, but let's go with let's that. Let's go with that yeah. one. Right. So yeah. it's just a lot of listening. It's a lot of listening. It makes you a better listener. It really totally. does. I'm yeah. present. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of your husband. Yeah. I love how you met him. Oh yeah, oh, so I used to be a dolphin, I used to be a dolphin cheerleader, and that's when I was trying to figure out like what I was gonna get a job somehow, some way. I was graduating from college, and I still had a couple more semesters, like two semesters left. And one of my friends was like, "Go try out to be a heat dancer." I'm like, "No, I can't. I can't go back to the dancing world. I'm not gonna be a professional dancer." Like, I, I was. I mean, I danced some amazing dancers that are still dancing, like with Pitbull and so many other fantastic artists. And and I'm like, I'm never going to be that. So let me just get out of this nicely. And they're like, no, just try out to be a heat dancer. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll give it a whirl. And I tried out and I met my husband there. <laughs> he works for the Miami Heat. Oh, That's okay. how we met. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. And yeah. how's it been like, you know, I feel like it's come full circle for you with family, your kids. Yeah. You have three beautiful kids. Thank you. Yeah, I have three kids, nine, six, and four. Wow. You would never think. No? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> How did that change you? Like, just coming from that girl, like, with the dream, and then now a wife, mom, still doing your yeah. career and living your dream. Yeah. You know what's so funny? I never thought I was going to be a mom. No? I never had any... You know, like you, there's some women that are just like, I want to be a mom and I want to get married and that's what I want. Never. That was not my thing. I was like, I'm going to be in some island somewhere working and that's it. I don't know if I'm going to ever get married. I didn't ever have any. You always thought that way? Yeah, I never had any emphasis on it. Like it wasn't like a thing for me. I was very like career, career, career. And then I met my husband and it was great. And how did you know that? It was different because obviously if you weren't thinking about that ever, but then yeah. he made you think about it. I love the way he loves me. Oh, That's it. I love the way he loves me. That's it. Unconditional. Absolutely. Unconditional. He loves me. The good, the bad, the ugly. And he, and I'm me. You know, like I, I felt like obviously I've had other relationships and I feel like I was never, I could never really be me. You know, I've, I've been in other relationships and I find that I found that I wasn't my true self. So when I met my husband, Steve, I was like, I was at a different point. I was kind of like fed up at that moment. I was like, I'm not going to alter who I am or how I feel about things because you don't like it. Sorry. Like, I'm just not doing that anymore. And I was still young at that moment, at that point in my life. And it was actually like now looking back, it was kind of very mature of me to just be like, this is it. This is me love me or like, let me go. I don't care, you know? And he just, he's always been very, very, very accepting of who I am, the crazy things I say, my loud, too much personality, everything. So I really do love the way he loves me. That's Um, what, that's what I think makes us, you know, just kind of vibe. Because I love him the way he is. I don't want him to change for me. I don't want him to change for anyone. Be who you have. Anyone. And no one should ever change for anyone. You should just be who you are. And I'm sure he was very vital in, you know, the scary moment that you went through. Yeah. With your diagnosis. Yeah. So in twenty February 2017, I got diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer. I was 37 years old. No breast cancer history at all. 
or cancer history in my family. And I happened to find two lumps in my left breast. I was watching TV and I was like, I feel something. And you know, just life, it happens. You're like, okay, I'm going to go. And then a week, two weeks, a month, two months go by. And then I'm like, okay, now I really have to go because they're still there. But it wasn't visible. It's something that you felt. It's something that you, you just, I just felt. Yeah. And I went to the, you know, I went to the, my doctor, my OBGYN. She said, you have to go, you know, I'm going to give you a referral so you can go get a mammogram. mammogram." I went to go get a mammogram. They sent me to go do a sonogram and then to do a biopsy. So all along, everyone was like, you're going to be fine. You know, you're under the age of 40. You have no history at all. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And unfortunately, I got the news in February that um, I did have cancer and that I had another. So I had three tumors, not there was one that was very small and I couldn't feel it, but it was there. Um, and that was the craziest um, moment of my entire life. Yeah. Were they on both breasts or just one? No, it was just on one. It okay. was just on my left side. There were three tumors on my left side. Um, I thought that they were, I had just, you know, finished nursing. I had three babies and I nursed all of them. So I thought, well, maybe it's just like a milk thug or something, you know? And it didn't go away. And Did you typically would do self-test like... Or it was just Um, randomly that day you felt it? No, I wasn't doing a self-test. I was watching television laying down with my husband. And I happened to just touch like the top part of my cleavage area. So it wasn't even like a self-check. And I was like, wait, there's a lump like right here. I feel it. And then I kept, then I started touching and I was like, oh wait, there's another one. And that's how it happened. So I'm always, my big thing is self-check every month. Do it yourself. A lot of women are like, oh, but I'm under the age of 40. Oh, so was I. Oh, I have no history. Oh, so did I. I checked all of that. So, and how is the right way to test it? Like, do you just go like around, put your arm arm up and and just go around in a circle and keep touching everything? Because sometimes they feel like our breasts have like naturally some like, they do. So masses, right? They do, especially right after your period or right before your period. So you have to look for those and say, okay, did I just get off my period? Do I have it? But always be conscious of your body and be your own advocate, I think is the biggest thing. When I went there, I mean, I would, I would have just kind of, I know I've met so many women throughout this breast cancer journey and so many, so many people were turned away. It's fine. It's nothing. Don't worry. You come back and then it's worse and then it's spread. And then you have stage yeah. four, which is extremely serious. So that's the message that I want to hone in on all women under the age of 40. It, because cancer, honestly, doesn't know your age. doesn't know your history. doesn't know your color of skin. It just doesn't know. And once it gets you, what are you going to do? Like I know women that are like, I'm scared. Don't be. Be scared to get cancer. Don't be scared. Like, check yourself. Because if you find it at a very early stage, it, it, it will be okay. It's manageable. It is manageable. I, I mean, there's. I didn't have to do radiation. I had to go through 16 rounds of chemo. But if I would have waited an extra month, I wonder how bad it would have been. It would have gotten in my lymph nodes. And once it gets in your lymph nodes, then you don't know where it is. And it's just an extra step. I was blessed with... I mean, even though I had a very rough journey, um, I've, I've, there's so many other stories that mine is like a, a walk in the park. So because but it, it was still a very difficult moment. Absolutely. Yeah. I had 16 rounds of chemotherapy uh, and then I had to have 
a double mastectomy. So it was tough. I didn't have to do radiation. I'm not on anything now because a lot of times after you have to, my cancer was different. And a lot of women don't understand that there's a lot of different types of breast cancer. So two women can have breast cancer, but it's not the same and a different treatment. Everything is completely different. So it just depends really what your diagnosis is. And thank God now you're cancer-free. I am. I'm cancer-free two years. So Amen. yeah, thank God for that. Are you checking that. yourself Amen. every like six months now because I do. of it? Yeah, okay. I check myself every six months. I check myself every month, self-check. Mm-hmm. I touch myself all the time. It should, like Serena Williams had that, she did that video where she did that, I touch myself and it was fantastic. I'm like, that should run every month and we should, all women, we should share it amongst each other just to remind ourselves, hey, did you touch yourself? Did you touch yourself? Because your body can change in a month. You can go one month and you're like, oh, and then next month you're like, I didn't have this. What is it? It's that fast. Um, So I do, I check myself every month, but I go every six months, check my blood work to make sure that everything is fine. So when I get to five years, it'll be a big party. (laughs) Well, I'm so glad that you're okay. Yeah, thank you. Yes. But that journey was like, do you feel like it kind of gave you... You know, yeah, it it changed me. It changed the way I see life. Um, It it just kind of like gave me an extra like, well... Wake up call. Yeah, it was a wake up call. Like, I, I, I could have died. I know that sounds so bad but and it sounds people like okay so and so morbid but it's true um when like death knocks on your door you just see things differently yeah and you know do I have days that I get upset that I'm in a bad mood absolutely but I literally remind myself okay there's so many people that are fighting for their life there's so many people that I women that I know that have died because of breast cancer that were with me along this journey and they're not here what they want me to have a bad attitude? Should I not be living my life? I woke up today, you know, so it helps me kind of wake up, Joanna. Like, yeah. what's important? Perspective. Like, people, I hate it when people are always like, oh, it's Monday. They're like, it's Monday. That's horrible. I'm like, it's fantastic that it's Monday. Do you want to go to a cancer center and have a, and have to put chemo in your body? It is a great Monday that you have a job and that you're here. And that you're healthy. And that you are healthy. So stop it. And my, I'm literally my, people that I work, my coworkers are like, all right, Joanna, do you have to go there all the time? I'm like, hey, I'm just keeping it real. It's perspective in life. It's everything how you want to say it. Like I went every Tuesday to go get chemo. Okay. So every Tuesday. For how long? How many, how many months? 16 weeks. Oh, wow. Once 16 week. weeks, once a week. So, and I was like, hey, any Tuesday that I don't have to go back inside the cancer center and have my port get you know, find my port accessed and have to sit there for, you know, two hours and have chemo and have a a, a cold cap on my head because I was trying to keep my hair. Yeah, it it's a good day. Off. It was good. My hair didn't fall oh, off because okay. I used this cold cap that freezes your hair follicles. So the chemo doesn't go up to your head, to your brain, so you won't lose your hair. But I lost every other bit of hair on my body. I had no hair anywhere else because chemo is that strong. So any any day that I don't have to walk into and I'm grateful for the doctors and I'm grateful for the hospital and I'm grateful for chemo that could actually help save my life to, to be where I'm at now. I mean, any day is a good day though. I'm grateful, but I hey, I don't have to do that. So wow. I'll take it. So Mondays are good days. They are. <laughs> and so are Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And every day that we're alive, it's right. a good day. That's, That's good it. though. But see, it changed perspective. It, it changed your outlook in life. And also made you, I'm sure, appreciate your family, your kids. Yeah. 
My kids. I'm so glad you're okay, though. Yeah, I am too. I think of like when I see my kids now, I'm always like, when when they're like, mommy, 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 mommy. I'm like, okay, let me breathe through this. I would love to hear this. You know, I, I, I would do anything. There's so many women that have lost their kids or people that, and they would love it. So I just, like, I just take things into perspective. I heard something the other day of Brene Brown. She said a story of a family that lost their child that had cancer at a young age and the child would always bang the screening door. Bang, 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 bang. And they were like, oh, so annoyed at the, just the door just going bang, bang, bang. And then their son, their daughter, I'm not sure, passed away. And literally they would do anything just to hear the bang, 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 bang. So I take that with me. I'm like, okay, Joanna. Yes. Is it much? Absolutely. But let's just sit and be grateful because they're going to grow up and they're not going to mommy, mommy you as much. And you're going to hope for this. So cancer, I think, taught me to just kind of like take a step back and look at it in a different way. And I don't do it all the time. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I'm this whole, you know, oh, yeah, I got this kumbaya. There are times that I'm like, you know. Right. Because it's so easy to get back in like but flow. I, but right? I check myself. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll go to the bathroom and I'm like, oh, I'll look at my, I'm like, And that's really? what counts. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like get my life together. Well, I think you look fantastic. Oh, thank you. I try, I try. Your spirit is (laughs) through the roof. Thank you, thank Um, you. And I've always said it, like whenever I see you, you've always been like a light. Always like, hey girl! (laughs) (laughs) And so I just want to know the secrets because you said you're 40. I'm 40. What do you do? You have perfect skin. You look fantastic. Is there any little secrets that you do? No, I don't do Botox. You don't. No, you I don't do Botox. I don't do anything. I have no makeup on right now, so sorry. I apologize. No, um, but look I, at your skin. I'm like no makeup on the weekends. I'm like, you know, I wear makeup obviously. Yeah, and you do and like that. heavy makeup. And it's heavy TV. makeup. You have yeah, to, right? TV. Um, I try to keep it real. You know what? I just, um, I, I really, I wish I had a secret. I mean, I obviously do like what everybody else does. I do all the facials and I sunblock every day, water. Um, I work out a lot. Every day? I wish I could, um, but I, I don't work out every day, but I do work out every week. I've noticed I don't work out to look a certain way. I'm not focused on that. I work out to mentally be stable. It helps me. It helps me deal with my kids. It helps me deal with life. It helps me just deal with all of it. It's kind of like a little, like a therapy session for me. Like it's just me and my mind. You know, what? My husband always says, you're a robot. You're a robot. You're a robot. You're a robot. When I was going through chemo, and can I, I can't curse here, right? Oh, I can curse. Okay, good. It was a mind fuck. I had to mind fuck myself, if that makes any sense to anybody. I literally had to mind fuck myself and say, you are not going to lose. You are going to win. You are going to be alive. You're going to kick cancer right in the ass, okay? And you are not going to lose your hair. And you're going to look fucking fabulous after. And you're going to get your shit back. And you're going to snap right back, right back to it. This shit is not holding you back. I want to get my life back. I literally mind fuck myself to get through every single one of those days, of those Tuesdays, of those weeks, of the everything, of the whole shit that comes with cancer. Right, because I'm sure your mind was going crazy. Your mind is so strong. And I don't think we really realize how strong your mind is. So that to me was a lesson of like, oh my God, my mind is really, really powerful. Because if I just did that, and when I got out of it, I was like, oh my God. Like it was like, like I, I honestly do not remember because I was in such a daze in my mind. Like I was like 
like I felt like I was like in tunnel. a tunnel. I was just like this. I gotta get there. I gotta get to Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Because that was my July third was my last chemo, and I was like, I gotta get to the Fourth of July. I gotta get to the Fourth of July. And it was just like, gotta get there. Gotta get there. Gotta get there. Gotta get there. That I don't remember, and my mind was so like I was just going through it. Do you think the fuel obviously be behind that was your family? I have to be here for my kids. I have like everything. Yes, everything. But just more beating it. Yeah. Like it was like dying is not an option. You know, so that's the same thing. But what helped me, like I, I use that now, like to working out. Like I mind fuck myself a lot. You know, where I was like stand in front of the mirror and say like, I am, I'm queen. I can do this. I'm worthy. I am. I deserve it. I'm beautiful. Like I don't do it in front of the mirror, but I literally throw everything like you've got this. You can do this. You can do this. Breathe through it. Run through this. Like. And it's, I, I there's so a you switch. talking to yourself all day. There's a switch in my mind. Mm. There's a switch in my mind. And I don't even know how to turn it on or turn it off. But I know that I turn it on every time I work out. And I think that's what I use to get through chemo. So that's why I work out. I love just that thing. Like when you're, when I'm, I, literally the other day I was on the beach and I started running and I didn't know, I thought like the beach was going to be hard sand, but it ended up being like soft. And I was like, I have to run 30 minutes on this. This is me telling myself, I have to run 30 minutes on this. I can't even do 10 minutes right now. I'm like in the middle of the 10 minutes. I'm like, yo me voy a morir. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do this. It's five o'clock in the afternoon of Miami Beach. Hot. Oh, hot, steamy, sticky. I can't do this. I ran, I literally was like, you got you to do this. You have nothing else. Just just go. Just get to the finish line. So Shut you the fuck switched. Up. Shut the fuck up. Go. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck switched. up, bitch. Ride. Let's go. Really? If this is if this is your life depending on it, are you going to tell me you're not going to do it? This is me talking to myself. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I ran it. And I did it. I came out. I went back. I went. I called my husband and I go, you're right. I am a robot. I'm a bad bitch. Got it. Check. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got this. I got this. I got this. I, that's it. I love it. I, I think I'm going to start using that because yeah. it's so hard sometimes. I was just telling her, is I'm it? trying to... Um, establish like a morning like routine, ritual routine yeah. where I go to the gym and I'm just like but you just gotta be like bitch get up yeah and that's it like I'm mean to myself I'm like you got this you have the alter ego that's like telling you all yeah 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 <laughs> all tell day me. really oh really someone's gonna tell you no I'm like that's what I tell myself I'm like really really because someone right now is gonna tell you no because I always say if someone right now will give like my, my my son always tells me this mommy if I give you a million dollars right now you mean to tell me if I have a million dollars after you ride this class and you, if you can get to five miles you're not gonna do it oh really I'm gonna do it like it's there's something about me like if you tell me you're not gonna do it I'm oh okay watch it watch me do that's it that's right resilience so you know what there that's what you have to tell yourself oh really Gabby you're not gonna work out oh you're gonna be weak oh okay let me see you. You're be not weak. a weak bitch. You're not bitch. a weak bitch. <laughs> bitch, get up. Get up. I love that. Get up. Yes, exactly. And there's things that I don't want to work out. But I think working out keeps you young. It's it does true. sound crazy, but it does. It, it goes does. back to keeping you young. No, and you look super hydrated. Yeah. There's no she has no fillers, nothing. No fillers. No, no fillers. She's just natural. I mean, I'm not opposed to anything. I'm not saying <laughs> me like, neither. What I, I just don't do. Know. I don't even know if I need it or not. I you do not need it. Well, we'll see, girl. I mean, let's you see. Not I'm going to be 40 <laughs> next year, so I'll let you know. No, no, no you but you're total it. inspiration. Not only for are. us, but for Latinas coming up. Right. Latinas that want to be in TV. Latinas that maybe feel like, damn, where do I start? So, I mean, I would just want to know, like, specifically for those girls, like, what's your advice? Work hard. Don't let anybody tell you no. Be who you are, but you have to work really hard. 
and get every job. Say yes to every job. I've seen so many people, not not just saying women, just people like, no, I can't do that job line. They yeah, think it's beneath them. It's beneath. And it's not. Yeah. I said yes to everything. That's my problem. I've said yes to every single thing sometimes. And I've just learned to say no. But that's the thing. You have to you have to say yes to everything so that one day you can say no. Right. Right. Or one day you can say, yeah, Abs- yeah I can't do it. Um, I want to say yes. Or I don't want to do it. Right. Or I, right. I don't want to do it. But I, I said yes to everything. I said, and I'm not even where I want to be. Can I just state that? I'm not even anywhere where I want to be. I mean, I mean, I want to do much, much more. Um, I'm not even there. But I, I would say my advice is just work hard, say yes to everything. And you know what? You're going to fall. You are. Hey, I fall. All the time on TV, live, every day, Monday through Friday, 1130. There's great days. There's bad days. There's just okay days. But that's a part of it. That's part and of it's a part learning. of it. And it's a part of it. It's a part of it. And, and just don't be hard it. on yourself when you fall. Yeah, no. Just fall. Get back You know up. what? And I tell my kids, I tell my son this. He's nine right now. And he's, I'm really, I'm trying to teach him how to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to mind fuck him. Does that make any sense? A guy always tell me, like, hey, you're going to take that test, right? Okay, when you go there, you look at that test and you tell that, you look at that test and you know you're the boss of that test. And he's like, huh? And I'm like, yeah, today is the day where you pass that test. You're going to get A. You got to see that A. You have to envision that A in your life. You've got to work for that A. And he's like, mom, why do you have to be so intense? And I'm like, because life is intense. <laughs> I'm like, you've got to work hard. You've got to envision it. So I'm trying to teach him how to envision what he wants because I really truly believe that the mind is so powerful. And I told him the other day, you're going to fall. That I guarantee you. But it's not about you falling. It's how you are going to get up after you fall. How are you going to recover? Are you going to sit there? Are you going to cry? Really? You're going to sit there. You're going to cry. Because I know that I didn't raise anyone that's just going to sit there to cry. You are going to get up and you are going to go back at it until you get it right. And he's like, okay. He was so nervous. He was pitching for the first time. Okay. It was like the nerves intense all day. And I was like, Z, you got this. I was like, just envision that ball going right in the middle. He did amazing. He did amazing. He surpassed what he thought he could do. He obviously, after he was like, I could have done better. I'm like, all right, Joanna, relax. Don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, We're gonna, this is your first time, you know, be easy, but envision it. And I said, and it doesn't matter. It's how you get up. It's how you get up from that fall. And I think that's my biggest advice probably to everybody out there. So just you're keep gonna going. Fall. Yeah. Get up. You're going to fall. You're going to eat sand. Get up. Keep pushing till you get to that finish line. I love Whatever that. that finish line is for you. You know? And I love how you're like sharing that with your kids. I am. And they're listening. Yeah. They actually are listening. I don't know if they're listening, girl. No, but it's like <laughs> they are. It, they know. are. It's inside. It's yeah. in there. Yeah. And I yeah. love how all of them are with Z's. They're all Z's. Yeah. So what are their names again? As Zayden, Zahara, and Zia. Love. So yeah. what's the, the Z for? I wish I had a great story. <laughs> you know what? We wanted a strong name for my son, my firstborn. And we're like, yeah, he's got to have like a strong name to go because I know he's going to have a strong personality because of me and my husband, you know? And um, we found Zayden. We loved it. It was different. It was original. Um, Zay- so Zadie, we're Jewish. Um, my husband's Jewish. I converted to Judaism. My husband, Sadie, in Yiddish means grandfather. 
Um, and I think I'm correct about that. Correct, I'm wrong. Sorry, but it's grandfather, and we decided to use that name. So Sadie, Zayden, kind of translated. How was that transition into Judaism? Like, was it simple or? Um, it's not simple. You have to do some courses, like everything, um, and that part was probably the most just you know committing to having to go every week and learn about Judaism yeah. fully. But my husband's not. We're not very religious, so. But that's cool that you were able to like. Yeah, we have a Jewish home. We're raising yeah. our kids Jewish. My my kids go to Jewish day school. Um, yeah, very cool because yeah. you're Dominican Jewish kids. I know. My, yeah, so cute. But a lot of people don't know that there's a lot. There are a lot of Dominican Jews. There, I did not. Right. There's this entire little town in Dominican Republic that is like all Jews. So, yeah. There, so there are a lot of Dominican Jews. Like, there's a lot of Venezuelan and a lot yeah. of Argentinian Jews. But they're Dominican Jews as well. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love the mixing of cultures. and Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, my house at the end of the year is it's very entertaining. We have Hanukkah. We have Christmas. We have a little bit of That's everything. in our house. We celebrate both. Yeah. She's She's married to a Jewish yeah. guy. Yeah. I didn't yeah. convert, though. Yeah, you didn't convert. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, they I, still have some mango and Yeah, yeah. That. Well, we didn't. I didn't convert. When I got married, I converted right before I had your kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just I, because I, I, at that point, I was like, "Well, let's see um, what works." You know, we were like, "Let's do both," and life is just crazy. There's way too many things going on, and you know, I, I can only control what's inside my house. I cannot control what my kids are going to see once they step out and they become older and become adults and what I obviously I can control what they're exposed to at this age but not as they get older so I just wanted them to have at least a base that was at least now that they're young that I can control what they're exposed to and what they know they obviously know that I converted there's you know that's not a secret in my house they know about my family is celebrates you know Christmas and Christians and they even know who Jesus is um was I don't even know grammatically how to say that correctly <laughs> and um so they know a little bit of everything but I just wanted to have at least one at least in our home to be a little bit what like, we were yeah, doing stable okay this is what we do here just a little bit of structure but I love that because yeah. you made it unique to what works for you yeah my kids want a Christmas tree it's very funny I'm like talk to daddy <laughs> like don't talk to me about it um Santa Claus comes to my house as well so it's fun it's yeah so fun. It's, you know what you have to do what works for you exactly right. yeah, it doesn't matter that's what I tell like every new mom they're like oh my god what do I do I go just do what works for you exactly. you're gonna figure it out as you go along do what works for you that's it Love and for it. your kids yeah and who inspires you who inspires me that's a great question I, I guess it, the answer the real answer to that I guess it depends it depends what I'm going through at the moment it depends where my life is. It depends what I what I what I need. What my soul needs and searches for at that moment. Um, a lot of people inspire me. My mom inspires me. The fact that she came to this country with, you know, at the age of eighteen, nineteen, got married, had kids, didn't know the language, left everything in her, you know, hometown, her country, and that she inspires me. And that her resilience. She's so strong. Um, my husband inspires me. Such a smart man, you know. Um, he inspires me. There's so many people that inspire me. So I wouldn't say that there's one person. I think I learned. I try to learn from everybody. Yeah. You know, in every relationship, what I can learn. Everybody brings a little bit yeah. of something, of purpose, I right? think if you're open to everyone, then you can see the beauty in everyone. Even those that you're like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to be feeling. And I'm a vibe person, you know. I, I, I can tell people's energy and vibe. So I go a lot. Based on people's what sign are you? I'm Pisces. Mm, water. Yeah, but I'm not as dramatic as 
Pisces are sometimes. Sorry, my Pisces. <laughs> um, I, I, don't, I don't consider myself that dramatic. Uh, well, I mean, I loved talking. To, I know we're no, going to have some fun you. with you. Yeah, Anything you. that you're like celebrating super like proud of moment recently that we can call your boss moment? Oh, gosh, my boss moment. Um, yeah, calling on my own bullshit. Yeah, that's my boss moment. I, I, I am, I'm learning how to um, check my vibe. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it's your little inner voice that keeps like telling Chicken you off my every vibe. day. Chicken my <laughs> vibe, yeah. She you tell- should name that person. I know, I should. I should name her. But she's just Joanna. <laughs> and it should be with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> Another Z in my life. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, checking my vibe. That's my body. You know what? I'm learning how to um, listen to myself and my gut. I think a lot of times as women, we don't listen to that voice. That voice that tells us, don't do that. And you're like, no, 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 wait, I can't, I can't. Yeah. So do you I've do, been checking I'm, myself. I'm, I'm like, tr- oh, great, let me, let me, let me, okay. I'm so that's my boss to moment. Differentiate between listening to your intuition and listening to fear. Because sometimes fear makes you doubt, you know what I mean? But it might also just be your intuition telling you something. What are you scared of? What's I your mean, fear? I don't know, but sometimes. What are you, but what's the fear? See, I don't, for me, I'm not afraid. But sometimes like that little voice telling you, no, you shouldn't do that. It's not your intuition. It might just be your head telling, like being scared. You know what I'm I'll, saying? I'll give, you, I'll give you an example. So I'm super afraid of flying and everybody knows that. But I have to fly sometimes for work. Absolutely. So I tell myself, no, you can't get on that plane. No, you cannot get on that plane. So how do you, how do you, how do you Like her intuition could right. be like, this shit's going to fall. Right. Or, or it could just be just me be like being she's scared. scared. I don't, I cannot relate with you guys with that. So you don't even you know my fear? No, you know yeah, my fear is my level. fear my fear is giving my fear that power. Yeah. It's not living. That's, That's what not it living. is. Yeah. No, it's not so right. like you're scared to go on planes? Yeah. Yeah. So I you should be it, more scared I... to go on 95. Right. There you go. Right. Why? But I I really try to there goes back. I really try to mind fuck myself with everything that I do. So I don't give my fear any voice or any Anything, any power, any power. And you're giving your fear way too much power. And that fear bitch needs to sit in the back of the bus. She needs to, she needs to go. Yeah, she needs to go. I don't, I don't, I don't know because I'm not like scared of doing what? Like I think of like, what am I scared of? So you're not scared. Scared is fear. Right? Scared is made up. Yes. It's not even real. But you're never going to know unless you try. Right. I'm going to play if, this podcast every time too. I fly. I'm going <laughs> to mind fuck myself. Yeah. Tonight. What are you what are you scared of flying for? It's well, it's it I is no stop it. It's I, I think it's reference because she went through a bad Yeah. Flight. I had family that passed away too. They were in a plane crash and that I think right fucked me up. Mind but, fucked you. Yeah, but I have to I mean and I still fly. I cry the whole time but I I push through it, but I have to get over the fear of actually getting on that plane. No, you know what? I take it back. I'm, I'm, I'm fearful of getting cancer. Okay. Again. But I don't give it power. Because whatever you give power to Gross. is going to happen and grows. And I tell my kids that. So it gives... So like, am I scared sometimes to like, when I have to do an audition... Because I still have to audition and I, I'm like, I can't wait to get to that point where I never have to audition ever again in my life. But, you know, it's like, they're like, you have to go audition. I'm like, okay. And then I, yeah, I get nervous and there's fear, fear of, of not doing what I know I, I could do like a good job. But, okay, so if I fuck up, what's going to happen? What? Okay, so I'm going to learn next time to be prepared for this 
audition if it ever comes back again. There's like a lesson in everything. Um, and with me, like when I have to go get my checkups, I get into a hot mess, like a hot mess right before. Like I have to like stop, breathe, stop, breathe. I have to talk to myself in my head. Like you've got this girl. You don't have cancer. You're fine. You're good. You're going to do this. You're going to make it. You're going to get to five years. It's going to be great. Fantastic. Great, great, great. But I, I have been trying every single night now time as my six months come up, I just try to think of being healthy instead of thinking of hearing the bad news. So I just kind of try to shift this way. So I think when you go on a plane, it's just a matter of going, I will land. Right. It's a fear lies in the unknown. That's what it is. Oh, but life is so unknown. I I don't know what's going to happen when I walk out that door. Right. And I have to realize that and just keep telling myself that. That's life. Mm -hmm. It's unknown. Mindfuck. I do mind fuck myself a lot. No, I think it's valuable advice. But once... Mind fuck yourself. (laughs) Mind fuck yourself. Because once the thought is in your head, you're saying switch. Go to whatever name you give your alter ego or whoever. Yeah, I gotta find a name. We gotta find a name for her. Yes, we will. (laughs) Um, I think it's valuable. I think it's gonna help me too. Because sometimes I prevent myself from things just because of my thoughts. And it's horrible. It's a horrible way to live. Yeah. So... But I read. I try to also read a lot of self help books. And Me too. Watch I saw a lot the Brene Brown, the, the Netflix that fin- one. Wasn't that fantastic. amazing? Fantastic. Yeah. I love Abraham Hicks, yeah. um, Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle, amazing. Yeah. He came here. No way. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I wasn't here though. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's super important. Just keep fueling your mind with positivity. Yeah. I mean, look. There's days that we're uh, we're human, and there's bad days, and and I have bad days, but I try. I try to like. Okay, you got this. Okay, let's look at. I have to, I check myself. So yeah, that's my boss moment. I'm starting to look at myself every day, not look at myself in the mirror, inside, in my, in my soul, in my head and go, okay, why do you feel like this? Okay. How can we fix this? How can I change? How can you change how you're looking at it, Joanna? Like, let's look at this differently. Let's change the attitude and try to find a way that you're feeling grateful for this moment or for these moments that you have that you're not looking at the positives but you're looking at the negatives you know so I think it's all about how we look at things just keep so pushing important. forward I think that's beautiful yeah thank you for your this transparency days days. you're welcome honestly your <laughs> story you. is going to inspire all of our listeners oh I hope so because you know what the you beautiful what? thing is that people see your Instagram or like how our lives oh they look so I perfect know. and beautiful it's not always but real it's like an ongoing work it and is. I love that you're saying that, that you have to continuously talk yeah, to yourself. Yeah, I'm working, I'm working on myself every, every day. Every single day. Yeah. I, I, mean, I said it this year. This year, I'm, it's going to bed early. It's reading a book. It's doing me. It's going to acupuncture. It's, you know what? It's maybe going to therapy. You know, I'm going to start exploring that. Like, it's okay. You know, I, hey, I've got bad days. I've got great days. I've got good days. I've got just okay days, you know? And one day at a time. One day at a time. Sometimes it's an hour at a time, you know? But those days, I go on my bike. I go for a run. I work out. And I tell you, I swear to you, when I get off, I feel so much better. Yes. I'm like, okay, life's not that serious anymore. I got this. <laughs> Fix my face. It get makes my life such together. a difference. It does. So tomorrow morning, wake up. Yes. Oh, go to the gym. We, we've made each other accountable. I told her, I was like, next time I'm going to let you know how it goes because I'm like, I need to wake up early and do what I have to do. Just do it. Where can people keep up with you? Um, Instagram, Joanna Gomez. Um, 
Twitter I have as well. Facebook, all Joanna. Joanna with an, with an H. H. Yeah. I've got some Sasong in there. J-O-H-A-N-N-A. Yes, 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 yes. Perfect. Some flavor. Thank, thank you, you so much for your time. Thank yeah. you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. It was great. Thanks, thank you, everyone. Thanks for, for popping this. my uh, podcast chair. Yes. yes. Anytime. We're ready. Look at her now pop. Her pop is like perfection. Like I know. Thank you, everyone, for always tuning in every Thursday. And keep up with us on at Girls Gone Boss everywhere. And we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh, yeah.